0: Now is the time, a time you'll look back on, a time you adopt as inspiration. You will recollect this time,
1: this moment, right now. Motivate yourself towards success. Overcome, take over. The time is now.
2: The drums here, just loving the tunes. <laughs> Love it. Um, good evening, everyone, and welcome to uh Sunday night special. Uh, we are back with a loaded tune review. But first and foremost, Daz, how are you, my man? How's things? All
0: good, Pete. Yeah, all good, nice weekend. Um, apart from that, that World Cup game, and for me, even the opening ceremony was desperate. I know that BBC didn't didn't show it. I saw, saw what they were showing and said, interesting, but um uh Yeah, they showed it on RTE, but um yeah, geez, it, was, it was dire. Um, and yeah, the game, then I was, I was fast forward to it. I was pausing and doing it, multitasking and, and forwarding to it. But yeah, that first one was all the way. Bring on the good stuff. So.
2: <laughs> Definitely. And yeah, honestly, I was out today, came back and just flicked over. And it felt like it was <laughs> BBC News. Like they were just talking through like the Qatar World Cup, but it had, it was like from the BBC News, like newsroom. I was saying, What the hell is going on here? But yeah, it was um, a, a mad, mad start to um, a World Cup. I have to be honest. Uh, but yeah, look, I'm sure we'll get into that tonight. Um, uh, that is for sure. Um, no Richie uh, or Chris tonight. Um, uh, both busy for various different reasons. <laughs> Chris is Chris is out playing squash right now, so hopefully he's winning um, and it's all worth it. Uh, that is for sure. And I'm sure we'll find out over the next week how he got on. But look, um, let's get into it. We've got the boys waiting in the back. Um, it's time to get them out and, and, and let's get to it. So let's welcome out Paul, Billy and Alex to review Stato. Getting the boys eh? out, eh? Good evening.
1: Yeah, the boy. Oh, my <laughs> God. He never said that, really, Yeah, really you much. know when he's on the show, Pete. Bad idea, man. Bad idea. Already <laughs> <What> the, <laughs> the worst thought possible. How are you boys anyway? How's things? Good. Okay. Apart from yeah. the boring World Cup game. But, yeah, yeah, <laughs> good.
2: Look, OK, let, let, let's get into that to begin with. Because, look, let's face it. It was absolutely shocking. Um, everything about the the start to the, the World Cup. And look, Paul, I'll start with you. You know, what, what what are your feelings around the start to the World Cup? Because I was I'll say from my perspective, I've normally got like a buzz around a big competition like the World Cup. I don't particularly have that this year. Um, although I'm looking forward to watching
1: England. Like, what was your feelings today, waking up thinking the World Cup starts today? Um I mean I wasn't 100% in the mood for it a few well a few days ago and then um you know we did a sort of world cup predictions and it it got the it got the juices flowing a little bit to say but I mean you know you expect the world cup to kick off with a bang and um you know I mean Roy sent us a few uh, a few little videos from the stadium and things like that and um you know before the game it sounded you know really good uh, and then I get a video of him uh, I'm still watching the game, uh, and I get a video from Roy, who's literally about a mile away from the stadium. Um, he, he'd come away. Uh, he, he went with some mates today, and they, they were obviously Qatar fans, and um, they're just just dumbfounded at how poor they were. Um, uh, listen, I think it'll it'll get better. Uh, it has to. Um, I think you know the BBC, the pundits tried to make more of the game than what it was, but. Um, not for me. It was a poor, poor game. But, uh, you know, like you say, Pete, England play tomorrow and I think that that's what everybody's looking forward to. And then I think once England get going, um, then I think uh, everyone will start sort of getting getting those World Cup feelings back. But it, it it's because of the time of year it is. It's very, very strange to have a World Cup, um, <coughs> you know, just before Christmas. And, um, you know, given all the political stuff as well with it, 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 it the whole thing's just a bit wrong for me. I have
2: to agree um, and you look. You, you use the word "strange," Paul, and I agree with that. Um, Alex, I'll, I'll come to you because we were talking about it, me and Daz, uh, in yourselves before we went on live. Uh, we didn't. You couldn't even see the opening ceremony. I think I think you could on iPlayer, but like, like it just. You didn't miss it's that. Hard. Hard. Yeah, it's <laughs> <it>. uh, <I'm, laughs> I've heard that we've not missed anything from it, but like, but um, but you know to not have the opening ceremony on there and to have it like it was in like a bloody newsroom. Like, surely that's not a good start to what's meant to be one of the biggest competitions ever on the planet.
3: Yeah, well, they they made sure that that theme was um, consistent throughout the whole day and the match with their wannabe fake Icelandic clapping in the crowd. Um, Absolute just... Just void of any atmosphere, passion, quality, any sense of like they knew what they were doing at all. Um, It was pathetic, to be quite honest. Um, At least in I remember South Africa very fondly in 2010, with the although a lot of people didn't like the Vuvuzela's, the team South Africa tried very hard. They they got that opening goal with that Shabalala player that everybody remembers fondly, and there was a bit of atmosphere. It was you know it was there was a bit of umph. Whereas this just feels so fake from top to bottom. It just feels engineered and you can't you can't we we know with with the club we support you can't fake it it's got to be real um and it just doesn't look you can just smell it you can just smell that they don't care as much as it a lot of it's put on and it's not really enjoyable i'm just very proud for ecuador um happy they got they got a win and they played all right and they kept their nerve especially with some very shocking calls early on um but yeah, opening ceremony, mid game, just, just atmosphere and everything, just awful.
2: No, nah, it, it was. Um, and look, Billy, Alex has said the point that, you know, it was an awful start. Um, Paul's mentioned about it, you know, getting better once England play and once some of the better teams uh, are coming into it. But, but is it is it going to be better? Is it going to be one of those tournaments that are just clouded within negativity? Or do you think when those top, top players, top, top teams um, come in, like uh, England, the Netherlands,
4: Brazil, Argentina, um, it's going to start lighting up the competition? What do you think? I think a lot of it depends on how the top teams perform. Um, if they're surrounded by negativity, are they going to perform to the best? Yeah, It's going to be it's hard for them to go on and raise your game for something that you really don't want to be in. Um, it's, I know it's the festival of world football, but it shouldn't be being held in the middle of all the major leagues' seasons for 4-1. It should be in June, July, and it can't be in that neck of the woods because of the temperature. Uh, the game today, to me, was like watching one of those FA Cup first-round ties that you get on BBC in September time, except there were lots of people there. The quality was absolutely dross. It was shocking. Both sides, Ecuador, were more like a, a League a league One side, and and, and and Qatar weren't even a League side at all. They were like a non-League side, I think the likes of Gates and that would beat, would beat Qatar, if I'm being perfectly honest. Um, so, yeah, they've, they've managed to buy themselves a tournament that means nothing to them, really. Um, they're only in it for the money, the, the sponsorships. And even the sponsorships, they're pissing off with the broads and stuff going on. So, yeah, I just I, I can't see it being a shining World Cup. Um, I'm looking forward to England playing tomorrow. But I just think the whole thing's that shroud of negativity. I think the player's going to find it hard to raise, raise the game, I really am, even though it's a World Cup.
2: Yeah, uh, look, I think from our perspective as well, it is clouded in negativity, <laughs> does because Newcastle have been absolutely flying. Um, but I know you don't care about England as such. I know you're you're flying the 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 yellow and green for Brazil uh, in this competition. Um, are you are, are you anyway going to be kind of paying an interest to England, or are you fully Bruno in, in in the yellow and green? No, no, I, I always pay pay
0: things in England. No, um, look at that, look, uh, because because we all know the players and and we it's the more players we're most familiar with the offski and I in England, um. So yeah, that game tomorrow will be interesting. On an, an awkward time for everybody though, but um. Just and, and apologies, my my uh, internet is already p- playing up, uh, so I'm, I'm, I might be a bit delayed. But uh, just one of the things I saw a tweet before, the, just before the show, and I no, don't know how true it is, but um, it said that at fifty five minutes, like. Uh, Lots and lots of people left left the game, and uh there was like in a, in a sixty thousand seater stadium. I'm not sure if the figures are correct. There was, there was reported there were sixty seven thousand people, so they kind of got their figures wrong, I think, or uh, they're trying to big it up a bit better than it actually it, it is or was. But uh yeah, um,
4: <laughs> that was who knows. Um, yeah, there must but be a the reason about- they put Don Abbott on the FIFA committee. Yeah,
3: it says the attendance was sixty seven thousand three hundred and seventy two. <laughs> in the stadium,
1: uh, but that's uh, where's the, oh bollocks to it, man! It's uh, the whole thing, man. <laughs> it's just shocking, isn't it? It really is.
2: How can you? How can they even get away with that? It is absolutely. It's an absolute joke. It's like you know, you know who else does that? I don't know if you, you boys, are, you boys, there's a park. channel that does that. No, you mean a channel? A YouTube channel? <laughs> no, no, sorry.
0: Uh, Go on, uh, carry I'll on. I will
2: not say the word. I will not say the word. Um, <laughs> I tell you what, there's a club that does that. And I've been there a couple of times and they are the worst for it. Because they always say they've got full capacity and they haven't. And that's the Emirates Stadium. Arsenal are the worst yeah. for it. Um <laughs> At least Man City know that they don't have fans. So, therefore, their attendances are always slightly lower. But Arsenal always say that they've got a full capacity. And when you go in there, the red seats are for, like, you can see them scattered all over the Emirates. And, mm. and strategically, the TV never shows those parts of the stadium. Um, it's it's interesting how that works sometimes.
1: Um, I mean, I'd years ago... The, the, go on, Billy,
4: sorry. Years ago, the clubs used to do the opposite. They used to say there was less in than what there actually was for tax reasons you don't know i to said there was 17,000 there when it was full years ago I've seen it happen loads of times
1: let, let i'd be surprised if there was 25,000 in that stadium at the end because literally second half even at the start of the second half there was there, there wasn't there was loads of empty seats it's like the qataris had just celebrated the first half and then buggered off <laughs> um so it was ah, the whole but- thing uh, I was
2: watching it on, uh, so they were saying it, uh, I think it might be Sheer actually, that, that said it, that what had happened was, is that at half time, loads of them left to go to the hospitality, to so the food and drink and all the rest at half time, and then just never came back. So they, they, they must have just thought, you know what, I've been and done what I've, I've needed to do and
1: turn up and support the country, I'm out.
2: Like, and
1: it, come on, that's, that's
2: embarrassing.
1: embarrassing. Well, Roy's Royce just put a comment in there. Saying greetings, everyone. We left and it was shite. So you know, he lives there. So you know, it, it's it's got to get better, uh, or the whole thing's just going to be a failure, isn't it? It really is. It's just going to go, just be. It'll go down as one of the worst <clears throat> World Cups ever. And when you've got a, you know, you've got Infantino coming out with that ridiculous statement yesterday, <laughs> um, you know, the, the whole thing's just a mess. And they have to now rely on the football uh from hopefully these bigger nations to make it a success. Otherwise it's it's gone. Yeah. Just I mean, just Gavin. speaking
0: of uh of getting better, I just want to give a shout out to Mike and his daughter Isabella. He, he asked for for a shout out so hopefully she gets better soon uh Mike. So uh shout out to Isabella. Get Get up up soon review well soon
2: Isabella, soon Get Get all soon, Isabella. top stuff um her pulled as well. Uh yeah in, in uh, Alex, I think you put a stat in our in our chat, which kind of sums up that first game. I don't know if you want to just share it with everybody.
3: Yeah, it was simply pointing out that Qatar had zero shots on target, and in that second half, they had point um, zero seven xg expected goals, which is um, wow, well, it's 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 zero. It's pretty. We'll round that down. It's zero. Um, so they had absolutely no chance of scoring that. I think their best, their best shot was 0.03 XG. So you score that, you know, three out of a hundred times. That's where they were trying to shoot from. Um, so <laughs> make of that what you just, will. Just be something um, about
4: climate kits and no shits, shits on goal, shots on goal.
3: And that stadium as well. Um, yeah. I've just had a look. And it, it is 60,000 capacity. So somehow they've squeezed an extra 7K <laughs> in. And it's going to be repurposed post-World Cup into a 32-seater stadium for presumably a club side. Um 32 trying, or 32,000. 32, 32, 32 would 30, be along 000, the right 000, lanes. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm trying to figure out how they've got 7K and if there's like a special, you know, because they did it in Brazil, didn't they, with the Maracanana, that they do sort of wiggle around attendance numbers and capacity for certain events. Uh, but I can't see anything stating they've done that. They've just somehow magicked up 7,000 seats. Um, I'm sure there's an explanation somewhere. I just can't find it.
4: It won't be bar stuff.
3: No. It's a thousand extra seats for press that aren't included in the 60k, but that's that's a thousand. We've still got six thousand unaccounted for.
2: Bloody God. God. Absolute madness! But look, let's just park the World Cup chat for just a second because I just want to reflect and, and get your, your thoughts on, on what was a kind of was, was a pretty special week for you guys. Um, uh, you had your awards evening. Um, uh, last week, sort of in the in the week, um, and you're up for your awards. And look, uh, Alex, I think you were representing the two of you. Is that right? You were you were there?
3: Yeah, yeah. So I went down on Wednesday night. Uh, well, up, um, <laughs> and we uh, we were on a table with with Adam P, cool. uh, Matty from the Magpie Channel, um, and there were a few other a few other different channels, not not NUFc affiliated on our table. Uh, unfortunately, none of us got anything. The the only person closest to to our content that managed to win something was the Irish guy, who does general content. But he is a he is a fan of the club, so it was nice to see him get something. A okay. um, little bit little bit disappointed. Adam P didn't place. I thought he might have had a shot, um, but there were some big big names. Um, I think City Extra took our category. And they have uh, five hundred, I think five hundred thousand subs or five hundred thousand followers on Twitter or something of that nature. Um, and then when they went up to take the award, there was about 15 of them wandered on stage. They've got a full crew and everything. So, you know, at the top end of what we do, um, a lot of these guys have got full-scale operations. So it's no wonder. Um, but it was a great event. It was very fun. It was fun to meet some people. Um, Don Robbie was there from the from the Arsenal channel. Um, you got Laura Woods there from Talk Sport. Um, And it was it was just nice. It was nice to us and some fellow NUFC YouTubers um Kind of getting a little bit of recognition, and hopefully we can we can get some more of you. Hopefully, you guys next year, and some more channels, um, and we can start taking some scalps and getting some places. As the club grows, we grow yeah. too.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it'd be great great to see see some, a Newcastle channel get get placed somewhere. Um So that that has to be the target next season. Uh, the, a new a Newcastle channel gets there.
2: It, it will. You got to remember, like even you know, you said it was City City Extra won win your category, but yeah, you know, it, the top six teams that they they have the pulling power, and they've had the pulling power for so many years now. With regards to anyone um, wanting to w- watch their content and and kind of listening in, they've been able to expand. What you'll find now is Newcastle. You know, if we if if we or when we continue to be class. More people are already tuning into Newcastle. They already want to know more, and it will continue to grow. But look, I I wanted to mention it from your from 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 your perspective, Rick, just because I think you know it's a massive achievement for you guys to be in there. You know, um, I think it's props to you uh, for the work you've been doing with your channel. Um, So I just think, I just (laughs) from our perspective, it was good to sort of recognise the the work that you've done. So you know, from, from obviously Paul. Alex, Billy, and Danielle, you know, uh, great work. Great work over the last year and and well-deserved to be up there um, in in, in, in that order.
1: Thank you very much. Cheers.
2: No problem at all. No problem at all. Right. Um, Lots to get through. Um, Dad, is there any particular uh, place you want to go next with regards to uh, tonight's show? There's a few places.
0: Mm, Do you want to get the interesting bit out of the way? (laughs) We could it go there. Let's, let's let's do that, right? Uh, sorry, I, I'm I'm going to pause the comments for a while, um, <laughs> but let's just <laughs> do this.
5: And there evening, lads. he is. <laughs>
4: oh, stat attack. Evening, Keith. <laughs>
5: evening, lads. How's your World okay, Cup? Hello. Uh, <laughs> it
2: is very sorry. um sir. How, how's things, Keith? Everything okay?
5: Yeah, not so bad. Um, without most of the day and then came back and watched, uh, as I say, watched the first half of that game. I think that's all, all I could manage, I think, 40 minutes of, uh, of that World Cup game. Didn't miss much in the second half. How's everybody?
2: Definitely not good. Definitely. Yeah. All good,
5: Keith. All good, good stuff. Really good man.
2: Great to have you on. No, and, uh, look, guys, you go, you go for it. Tell us more.
0: Yeah, again, apologies with the delay, so I might be crossing over your peep, but uh, yeah. So uh, there was a call in our show there the other day. Uh, a Suggestion from Yano: Why isn't Keith on, on the the tune review? Loaded link up show. So we thought. Let's change that. Let's bring Keith on. But we said we would do something a bit different uh, with uh, ha- having Keith on and Alex. So we would we'd take advantage of having two statos on the show. So what Ooh. we did is look this.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: this is gonna get interesting. <laughs> uh, no pressure, lads. No pressure. Uh right. So the idea here is that uh we set the uh both Keith and Alex um a challenge to come with uh stats. Well we'll three three
1: different rounds. A stat on uh what are you eating, Billy? I know Pop he did up. he does this on my show and all he keeps on rattling the bloody paper like somebody some little twat at the cinema. You know, he's, he's like sitting in front of you. Oh the popcorn I <laughs> don't. <aren't it? He laughs>
4: is on his way to get his Jimmy's is getting
1: some as well. <laughs> he's over <on laughs> <in. laughs> no right. here.
0: So set, set the lads <laughs> a challenge. Come with a stat on Newcastle, a stat on the World Cup, and a general stat on an anthem they may want in the world. Their choice. So to, to start that off uh, we're gonna put the lads on a uh, big screen as well but just just maybe a bit a few uh, ground rules that there um, this is friendly competition it's there's no winners or losers here it's, it's just a bit of crack and i hope everyone's got that message. And it's, it's, it's all going to be fair play all, all the way. You know what to do, Keith. You know what to do. Um, <laughs> here we go. So let's get you on uh, big screen, Keith. Uh, for We'll do the Newcastle staff first. What is
5: your Newcastle staff, Keith? Well, um, thank you. And um, it's great to be on the show, I like to say. And great to meet uh, Toon Review, Stato. Great to meet uh, Paul. And great to meet um, Billy here on tonight's <laughs> show for the first time. Um I've got three general stats here um, on how Newcastle have improved um in each different area. But I think narrowing it down specifically, I think I'll look at the defense first of all. So because I think that's been a big improvement um in the last season. Um so these are going to be a few stats rolled into the defensive area, but Newcastle have um looking at this season, they've already have seven clean sheets and they've conceded 11 goals in 15 games this season. They've conceded an average of 0. 0.7 goals per game, and their tackle success rate is 57%, and they've won 890 aerial battles and duels. And they've also made no errors leading to a goal this season. Compare that to last season. um, In 2021-22, 20, Newcastle had, eight clean sheets for the whole season and conceded a massive 62 goals in 38 games. Um, They were conceding an average of 1.63 goals per uh, per match. Um, The tackle success rate was around 58, but um, they'd made five errors leading to a goal. Considering we're sort of going to the halfway mark of the season, you can see there there's already some massive improvements there in defence for Newcastle. Nice one,
0: Keith. Great first first
5: uh, stat. Nice little
0: warm up, yeah. there Nice little warm up, as right. So we'll switch you out, Keith, and we'll, we'll bring in Alex for his stat on Newcastle.
3: I mean, I'll, I'll start by saying we'll pretend that was a singular stat, shall we? Um... Oh! <laughs> oh! Oh! oh. So I've been prepared with with a with a stat. Um... <laughs> And all three of mine are on NUFC. So just to clarify, Pete's message to me was it can be anything NUFC related, your best three stats. So I've got three NUFC prepared. My first one (laughs) is going to be about our pressing. So 11 pressures per defensive action, which is not actually that good. It's about halfway down the table. But we are number one for high turnovers, 151 in the league, one ahead of Man City, uh, and we are joint first for how many of them led to goals which is four so we've got four goals as a resu- as a result of those 151 high turnovers which is a league a league best and that is my first start. ooh, ooh. Pretty, pretty
4: impressive start. yeah i'll tell
3: you what yeah
0: nice one alex there is some right. good in there yeah, and, and as I said, this is just a bit of crack. So, uh, uh, this there's no winners. <laughs> just, oh,
3: no, that. you make it competitive. I'm sorry. This is
5: this is this is I, I was taking what Daz was saying as like the boxing exhibition matches. You know how we've got like Ricky Hatton against Marco Antonio Barrera last week. We've got Floyd Mayweather fights, not competitive, just gentle. And every now and again, there's a little flurry which makes it look competitive, but it's just a. An Exhibition bout, isn't it? Really,
1: there, there is no exhibition bouts when it comes to stat. Oh, god, guarantee you, <laughs> there's no such word It is it's his vocabulary as exhibition. He goes for the throat, <laughs> right? Let's plant, uh, the um,
0: the uh, World Cup stats. So, for I know Alex has, has Newcastle stats, but uh, do you have a World Cup stat? Keith, or what, 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 what message did you get from these?
5: Um. Three Same. Newcastle stats. Three Newcastle best three. Oh Newcastle come
1: stats. on, Daz! You've what, got to get this show right. You've got to get the we, quiz right.
5: Do we want hey. to go continue with Newcastle stats? Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, Fifty, 50 percent of the even,
5: house don't know what they're doing. Even <laughs> fair I,
2: thought, I thought it was Newcastle stats.
5: Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I this I is awkward, up isn't it? <laughs> time, yes, <laughs> now, I do have I do have one World Cup <laughs> stat, maybe which I, I could save as my last stat, but. New, I think maybe Newcastle it. just for the continuity and then going to the last stat. Go, um, go for Killer. Sure, yeah. Um, so <laughs> there was a question raised on Monday night's um, loaded show about um, midfielders um, getting to double figures and 15 goals. So I did a little bit of work on that because um, Miggy Almiron <coughs> has two goals away from reaching 10 Premier League goals this season. The last player midfielder to score um, more than ten goals for Newcastle um, in the Premier League was Genie Wild Aldam with their eleven goals, and also Kev Nolan with twelve in the 2010-11 season. Um, but nobody actually in the Premier League era, believe it or not, has actually from the midfield has actually got fifteen goals, and the closest to get a fifteen goals was Rob Lee back in the 1994-95 season when he got 14 goals. Ooh. That's my mm. um, second stat. Yeah. Nice one, Keith. And that then we'll go stuff. to Alex
0: for the, for the
3: next stuff. So, this one's still about in UFC. Um, a lot of people mention the fact that we shouldn't have dropped points against Palace because we had a disallowed goal and, and keep quoting VAR and certain reasons as to why we've not had uh, as many points, and I agree, most of those are, are legitimate claims. We should have more points. They were pretty much stolen from us. The Crystal Palace one is confirmed. Um, but we're not very um we're not we're not brilliant at converting our own chances either, necessarily. We are um actually one of the highest in the league for big chances missed with twenty four, only behind Brentford on twenty five and Liverpool on thirty two. So not something talked about very often third highest in the league for big chances missed so and that is with us still sitting in third so if we could convert some of those missed chances and stop getting VAR'd um, the table could look very different 24 missed chances that's the stat far nice too high nice one, Ooh, well, is right. that's Frost Nixon from, Ch- from Chippers uh,
0: that's yep, his that comment on this one All Right, last stat on the night each let's go to Keith
5: and this is the World Cup one that you wanted to go with, is it, stat? Um A World okay. Cup start does, is it? Yeah.
0: What, you whatever you're having on the stage, keep, it? go first. Yeah. first.
5: Uh, well, personally, uh, my personal preference would be a Newcastle start, but uh, I'll give you both. Newcastle have already, this year and that calendar year in the Premier League, they've had their best year in terms of games uh, in the whole calendar year since 2002. Uh, there's still two Premier League games to go in 2022, but uh, they've already won 20, drawn six, and they've lost six, and they've got 68 points from those matches. In 2002, um, again, similar stats, 120, drawn seven, lost seven, 67. So they've already surpassed that tally back in 2002. Can they break it with a win? Can they set the wins record against Leicester? Um, on Boxing Day um, maybe with Pete there watching the game Um, my World Cup stat is to do with England and um, England's record in the uh, opening games in the World Cup they've played 15 they've won 6 they've drawn 6 and lost 3 a lot of my memories as well with England are with draws in the opening games uh, in particular games like Switzerland and the Euros and that so they don't generally have the best record in opening games at the World Cup. Mm. Mm.
0: I think I remember a Kevin Sheedy goal as well against uh, England in 1990, something like that. That was a draw, yep. yeah. <laughs> one each. each. Now, the last that for, for
3: Alex. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to go with... I'll go with the World Cup and an NUFC one. So I'll start with my World Cup one. Um, I'm just going to give it to Fabian Schär because he's a beast. Um, 73 caps for Switzerland and he's got eight goals as a centre-back at international level. Um, what a tank. He's not just scoring them in the Premier League, he's doing it at international level. So eight goals from a centre-back for his national team, majority of which came, you know, a lot, a lot came under Bruce and previous managers as well. So he's been doing this for his whole career and he didn't deserve some of the nonsense he was getting in the Bruce series at top, top quality center back at costing what through 3.6 million pounds. Um, so Fabian shed has got to get that for me. Uh, totally agree with to Alex a fabulous actor. Go ahead. <laughs>
0: when
2: you see one,
3: started, does <laughs> don't go there. Daz, what
2: have you done? What have you done? I'm,
3: I'm going to show a graph instead of a stat. So this is a little graphic. If uh, here you go. If, if Mr. Vossman wants to pop it on the screen, so this is uh, zones of control. <coughs> so this is our zones of control for the season, um, which pretty much shows you exactly the the style of play that we that we utilise. With our inverted wingers, you can see on this right side and this left side, the light blue here for us, um, over 55% zones of control. So we are controlling. I mean, if you can use Nottingham Forest as a nice comparison next to it. The red means they're just getting dominated most of the time. Red is the opponents controlling areas of the pitch. So we're pretty much boxing teams into their, their own half. We've got our inverted wingers and our fullbacks set up in a nice little place. And then you can actually see in a nice little way that little hole we leave where Trippier pushes forward. You can see their zones of control in behind. You can see from this exactly how we play. Uh, And it it lines up (coughs) with the formation. It lines up with what we see visually. And it's just really interesting. It's a nice progression. Whereas uh, I can imagine under Bruce, it probably looks something more closer to the Nottingham Forest graph, which we don't want to see anymore. Uh So, yeah, zones of control. We're awesome now.
2: Awesome. Good stat there. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Keith. I'll tell you what. all round. Applause for both and... Absolutely top top stats there from both guys. Really enjoyed that. And you know what? I, I don't know what what you boys think. Very different stats as well. Very different stats. Yeah. This is why this is why we appreciate our statos because they they can go in all different directions and pull little gems out the out the bag. Um, so well, I thought next. the
3: seven clean sheets was low-hanging fruit, but
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh come on.
1: Well That's you know good... what ah. wow
0: next week or the next time <laughs> we, we run this and we, we, we uh align up our, our what we're actually asking you. It should be interesting. Um uh well, thanks thanks Brad for for, for coming with stats and I hope people mm. uh, enjoyed that new little feature. Back to you, Pete.
2: Okay. Well I'll oh, just put on here. Craig Lee um, says Newcastle stats stuff the World Cup. Um, so he, he for one wants Newcastle United stats. So we will, we will confirm exactly what we're going with. I thought it was. It, to be fair, it's my bad. I thought it was purely Newcastle United stats, but we can do a bit of both. Let's put a let's put a vote out and see. What, we, what do you want? Do you want just Newcastle stats, or do you want Newcastle and World Cup stats? Let's let's see um, what what the people want, and we'll go from there. Because um, that's what this is all about. But great stuff um, from both of you guys. Uh, I've got
4: a World Cup stat. Do you want it? Well, hang on, Billy. Hang on, hang on, so Billy. There you go. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> all right, here's my World Cup stat. One hundred percent of the games in this World Cup have been dog shit. <laughs> hey, <man. laughs>
0: And there's the
1: winner. We weren't looking yeah. for a winner, we found one. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Come straight out <laughs> the Bloody back. hell. Yeah. Wow. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Love it. Love it. Right. Um, okay. Let's stick with the World Cup for a second. Um, let's have a look at England's game against Iran. Um, for one, it's a shocking time in the day. Um, for some... For certainly for me, one o'clock kickoff. Um, but equally, what are we thinking going into this tournament? You know, we've got Iran tomorrow, we've got USA on Friday, and I think it's Tuesday, next Tuesday, we have Wales. Uh, with the build-up to the World Cup, guys, are we are we confident that we're gonna get through, or is there a genuine worry? That, that it could be another slip up, Paul. What, what, are your thoughts? Uh, for you personally,
1: going into this World Cup tomorrow, I'm um, I'm not brilliantly confident of England, but that, that it's not necessarily the players. And we were talking, me and Alice talked about this yesterday. It's it's, um, it's more to do with the manager. I think if England fail at this World Cup, um, it's it's down to the manager for me because, um, he's too negative. He, he's very very negative and you know, it just proves when he comes up against good teams who will attack us, uh, we're we we're just we're lost. And, and we shouldn't be with the, the, the calibre of player we have available. Um, but it's also the calibre of player that he hasn't taken. I mean, you know, he's taken Calvin Phillips, who is a decent midfielder, but he's never kicked the ball this season. I mean, how, how on earth does that get you in the England squad? Um, it, it's, it's wrong. And a lot of the... Um, American fans were saying about the USA as well. It, it, their manager lets them down because they've got some good players available. Um, and it, It's very, very similar to us and where we we will struggle because of the manager's negativity. Um, and, and that's why I can't see us going anywhere in the World Cup. We might get out the group. Um, my God, we should, uh, given the teams that are there. No disrespect to them. But, you know, this is England. You know, we, we, we have to get out the group. But I just kind of see it... At, after that, it's it's a cost it's a toss of the coin to be honest, because I I just don't think Southgate's got the tactical nous to get us any further. With that, um the calibre of opponent that is in this World Cup this time around. Um I think we'll struggle. I hope we don't, but I can't see any way forward.
2: Yeah, um there's a lot of people um that are that are a little bit concerned about this, about this particular World Cup because of the way in which we've the way in which we've gone into it. It's not been a positive start. Um, You know, Alex, uh, w- what what is your feelings about Gareth Southgate going into this tournament? A lot of people are saying it's going to be his last tournament. Like Paul's just said, he's got massive concerns um, about him as a manager and navigating this group of players for a World Cup. Are you with the same mindset? Um, are you worried about Gareth Southgate being the reason why we don't do as well as we should?
3: Yeah, I don't like his mindset. I don't like his attitude. His interview—he came out. He was—he was asked about the recent abysmal form, and he went, "Well, it wasn't recently. It was months ago. We're fine. We can. The lads are feeding off energy from previous tournaments. I'll give over. What a load of nonsense! What a load of absolute tripe! Um, he's taken a squad so he can play a back five when he's scared." Um, it's, it's fine to have versatility and to be able to swap formations when you need to, but he's, he's it's very clear what his, what his plan is. And if I see a back five in this group stage, I'm not going to be very happy because if, if we're going to, try to be very rigid against teams like the USA, that's really disappointing. The attacking talent we've got, um, I'd like to see us utilise the squad better. Um, and Iran, and no joke, we, we've got to make sure our defensive line don't make mistakes you know, I mean, Teremi plays for Porto, and the Usman guy for Leverkusen, and the Ammonia guy as well scored against Manu a few weeks ago. It is one of those funny nations where the further back you go in the in the um, on the pitch, like the defense and the goalkeeper, <laughs> all of them pretty much play in Iran. But the further forward you get, they actually play in some tidy leagues, and they're not they're not bad. Um, so they do have to be treated with a bit of respect. But that being said, you know, I don't want to see a 5-2-3. Um, I don't want to see safe. I'd rather see us try and play like some of the top teams in the tournament because this is the first time we've had the talent in quite a long time. So um I guess it just depends. Maybe Southgate will surprise me. He went more aggressive against Germany and we bagged two goals and we got a draw. So and that wasn't too far. It wasn't months ago, as he says, it was quite recently. Um so if if he decides to play a little bit more pressy, a little bit more expansive, you know, we might see some good football and we might get some more results. Um, I don't mind going to a back five. You know, if we're if we're one 0 up against Brazil, or we're or we're getting absolutely pounded by a team that are really good. Fine, change the shape when you need to. But I don't want to be going into games with five at the back against teams arguably we're better than. Um, and that's my take on it. I don't, I, I'm I'm not sure how we're going to do. I think it completely depends on the first first couple of games and how he's how the lads are feeling, the style. I'm not sure. Maybe the heat could be a factor. I don't know. I don't think they're going to be able to be as aggressive. Um, maybe the other teams won't be able to be as aggressive because of the heat as well might not be as much pressing as we're used to seeing with our with our club form. But we'll wait and see. You've got to be careful as well, because that ammonia
1: guy, he'll burn you, you know.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Here he is. Here he is. You had that weighted, didn't you? As soon as you said it. I love it. Uh, look, Billy, Alex has made a really good point. Alex doesn't want to see five at the back. Chipper's in the chat just said, "If we play five at the back, that would be embarrassing." What formation would you play? Not necessarily the individual players, but what formation
4: do you think would get the absolute best out of this England team? I think something like a four-one-three-one would might work. 4 1 3 1's that work Four one three. 1 3? works, doesn't it? Four one three two. Maybe I'm trying to work out how many plays well. That? No, it's not, is it? I don't want to see two defensive midfielders and I want to see a back four. So I want so to see I want to see why in the back four
1: 4 one three one. Billy. There's a lot of players on the pitch. No, it'd be a,
4: a, a
2: 4 2 uh, 3 oh.
1: 1. Yeah, That's but I don't want to, I don't, I don't, yeah, but you say that. I, I
4: want, I don't want doesn't to see want a double one, pivot. I don't want to double pivot because, nah. for one, Phillips is injured anyway and our fit. Um, I want to see Bellingham further up the pitch. If I'm perfectly honest. I think he's our best midfield player. Yeah. Um, I just I don't want to see Kane isolated and I don't want to see him dropping deep either. So I think we need to have more midfield players in there. Um, watch him
3: start Henderson.
4: Possibly. Possibly. <laughs> watch
3: him you do it. He'll do it. You can't put
4: anything past him, can you? You can't put anything past him. I think to start with, the squad <laughs> is so imbalanced, it's unbelievable. To take one left-back, is absolutely pathetic. Um, and then to have your second choice left-back, our first choice right-back, is even more pathetic. Um, with the golden generation that we've got, with a half-decent manager, I think England could go really deep in his tournament. With Gareth Southgate, unless he gets his usual look of the draw with his draws, um, because that's basically how we've got to two late, uh, parts of the last two tournaments, is through easy draws. I just don't see us progressing as far as what we should. Um, it's a shame, really, that someone like... Kevin Keegan, he wasn't good enough for international football in his eyes. Hasn't got this group of players that we've got now because he'd have us attacking and he'd have us doing a lot better than what we should, what we will be doing in Southgate for sure.
2: Definitely. And there's another manager I think that could get the attacking emphasis out of this group. Don't
1: players. say it anyhow. It's our current Newcastle.
2: No, no, no let's no. just keep his name out of it, Pete. Well, um, the reason why I'm saying his name, Paul, is because I don't believe he's going to leave Newcastle United. So I'm quite comfortable saying his yeah, name. Because yeah. I don't think he's taking the good job. I don't think he even wants it. And to be fair, he's already said it in a nice, polite way when he was asked a number of weeks ago in his interview, um, in his pre-match press conference, that you know it's not something that he's looking at. I don't think it is. The, the, the guy's <laughs> 43, 44 years yeah. old. He's still a really young manager. He is not that he is not at that stage where he's looking at international football. Um, and, and and I think he wants to win a trophy with Newcastle. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Newcastle United, for me, is bigger than the England job. Why? Because you've got the opportunity to become an absolute legend mm-hmm. uh, and one of the biggest legends in England, to do something that some of the top managers that have come out of England that have not been able to do, it. and that's when Newcastle United the trophy. I think that's that's his drive right now, not England. So I'm quite comfortable in saying it because I don't think he's even entertaining the England job at all. But I do believe that with that group of players, he could put a team together that could win, um, that, that could win the World Cup. I've got no doubt about it. But Keith, I'll, I'll come to you. So we you know we've talked about formations with with, with, with Billy. Um, we've talked about you know certain certain players. Um, and what we what we would like, what we wouldn't like. Is there one particular player? And I'll put Harry Kane aside here because he's the captain and he's sort of a shoe. Is there one player that you're really looking at for England to really sort of turn it on and have a good tournament? Is there someone in mind that you're thinking, you know what, I think he's going to surprise a few people this, this,
5: this tournament? I've got two answers to that, really, like going on past form and going on the form in the Premier League at the moment. I don't think Sterling's really sort of let anybody down. Certainly, like at the last Euros or anything, I thought he had a strong Euros. Um, I'd like to see Sterling. I thought he had a, I thought he had a fair start for Chelsea at the start of this season, getting a few goals. Um, and I'd like to see um, Madison because I just think he's been in great form, basically banging the goals in from midfield. I've never really seen him. In England, he's in not. Major. He's not fit for the he's first game. Fit. That's been
1: confirmed. Not fit
5: tomorrow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Whenever he's fit, whenever he can come in, I'd like to see Madison. Really, yeah. I think he could make a difference.
2: Yeah, <laughs> definitely Madison. Um, look, Daz, I'll come to you. Um Sorry, if you hear some barking, it's my dog. I don't know why, but yeah, it's, it seems to be going mad at the moment. Um, Are you have a dog? Now, I didn't realize you had a dog. Either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, normally, normally she's well trained, but um, uh, yeah, something must be bugging her because she's in the other room just barking away. But um, yeah, uh, c- coming back to England, um, from your perspective, you know, is there is there a thought? And I'm going to be really specific here. Do you think Callum Wilson's going to play many minutes during this World Cup? And if so, where will he get his minutes?
0: Um, no, uh, I think he, he like England should, t- tomorrow. I was gonna say, I was actually gonna say this game tomorrow will be all about who finishes in second place, Sister Risey, but uh, no, um, look at England should comfortably win this match tomorrow. Um, I see uh, Foxy is put in there as well. Um, Asmund, who I tipped for us before back at the, the early days of, of, uh, of the takeover, uh, it looks like he's not won't be playing, uh, from Foxy, but um yeah, no, Kane is gonna start and he only if if you go a couple of goals up, then take off Kane. Protect him. Give Wilson a run out. Um, or if if it's if it's done and dusted in that third game, um, uh, and you're secured and first place is secured, give give Wilson that game. So it's going to be kind of second fiddle to Kane, um, unless you go goal, go goal, goal down and he, he, he Southgate wants to, to mix it up a bit, in some in some shape. But uh, no, he, he it won't. He will get many games unless and unless Kane gets an injury then that's when he you, you uh, see a lot of time.
2: Yeah. I've got a feeling, um, I've, I just keep this in my mind, Iran tomorrow, I've just got a feeling Wilson's going to come on and there's a potential for him to score. I, I don't know why. I just, I've just i just got this feeling. It's a game that he's likely to play in. For example, if we're two or 3 nil up, they'll want to rest Harry Kane um, and give Wilson some minutes and there's a chance for him to score. But if we're not if we're not winning comfortably and we're getting later and later on into the game, there's a likelihood that we throw on another striker and Callum Wilson's that guy. So I've just got these visions of him nicking a goal tomorrow and being the England England saviours early on in the competition. But let's see, let's see if that happens. I'm sure many a Newcastle fan will say, please no. Just in case he gets injured, but um, but I would love him to because you know what, like he he has banked on about England for so long now, um, and you know he wanted to get back into the squad. We've not been in there for three years, so I do hope he he does really really well. And one team, i gonna go round. Just name one team for me um, that you think uh, England need to be really really worried about in this particular tournament. Which team are you most worried about um, potentially? He's thrown dethroning um, um, England on their quest for World Cup. So, Paul, I'll come to you first. Brazil.
3: Brazil. Interesting. Alex? I think Denmark are dangerous, if we can draw them out of the group. I think they're really, really balanced. They'll want revenge. I think we were really fortunate to beat them in the Euros. Um, I think we all know that, and they know that. Um, and they're really dangerous. They've got a really balanced squad with a lot of talent in it. Um, with Javier and, um, and Ericsson and stuff, it's, it's not a bad team at all. So I think Denmark. Um, ov- obviously, the the standard names of Brazil and stuff, but I think Denmark could be a funny revenge, come back to haunt kind of story. We've got to be careful.
4: Definitely a
3: fair point.
0: Uh,
4: Billy? Well, no, it's, if, if things go to plan, we're scheduled to meet France or Senegal, In the the, the last 16, I think. I think either of those will give us a massive trouble. So I'm worried about both of those.
2: France, even though um, they've got
4: a lot of players missing. um, They've they've still got Mbappe. They've still got lots of really good players. Fair fair enough.
2: To be fair, Chris, uh, put on our chat and I'll just read them out. The players that France are missing for the tournament. Nkunku, Pogba, um, Megnan, Digny, Wesley Fofana, Kamara, Kimpembe, Mendy, Kante, Benzema. Um
3: that's a there's that's more. A... You got Ben Yedder and and Fakir. There's more. There's a massive list.
2: Yeah. Some of them don't regularly play for France, but but I think some of those that were mentioned on the original lift were on right either in the squad or on the peripheries. But yeah, I mean some I mean, of Ben those... Yedder's a piece though. But
3: Mbappe is the only person who scored more than him um than him in League 1 since he went to Monaco. Yeah, ben Yedder's yeah. a tank.
2: He's un—he's underrated, Benedetto. I've seen Benedetto yeah, no. definitely. Keith, one team that you're
5: worried about going into the World Cup. I always worry about um, France, basically coming up against teams like France. You know, I know that you've reeled off a number of names there, um, but Billy, as Billy says, they've still got Mbappe, and I think England struggling games like when they've played Belgium as well. Like played Belgium twice in the last uh, World Cup and lost both. Um, so. Yeah, France and Belgium for me. Uh, before you, that's before even you get to the big big hit as of Brazil and uh, Argentina definitely
2: and someone in the chat has put um, what about Moussa Diabe um, not mentioned either uh, on the on the list of potential signings for Newcastle I don't want his name to be mentioned because if we are going to go for him him not being in the French squad actually could potentially bring the price down so um good news for us uh, is what I say but Daz oh, what are the team that you hope <laughs> dethrones England on the way to the World Cup <laughs>
0: Oh, I'll take my pick there. Um, no, I think I. I don't think England are going to have a great World Cup to I think they'll get out get out of the group, but after that, um, it's going to be tough for them. Um, even though they, they did well in the Euros, but they had it just everything fell into place for them. I just I don't see it. Um, but, but Brazil is who I've tipped to to win it, but. It, it, it is, and I see it from the people in the chat, and again, it's it's early days it's only the first day of the World Cup, but if people are finding it a bit strange, um, and as well as the time of year as well, everyone's used to having having the World Cup in, in the summer when the Premier League is over, and you can it's just a nice distraction to get you through the summer uh, it's, it's kind of really weird uh, set up this year so, um, uh, yeah I, I, I think after after the group stage I'd be hoping and praying free. Not really.
1: <laughs> Sorry, uh, Daz. How, you, how, did the, how, how are I, how, Daz? Just a question to you. Um, yeah. uh, how do you think Ireland are going to do at the World Cup? <laughs> well, Paul, we've decided to boycott it for a number uh-huh. of
0: reasons. But the <laughs> main reason is because we're right. shite. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're better Malta, yeah. right? We've probably got better by then.
1: <laughs> you you, you know beat what? Malta 1 0, Daz. Three. One oh. nil. That's
0: that's a result. <laughs> We're on the up. That's that's eight wins now for that manager out of thirty. He's got the same record as see Bruce.
2: Wow. <laughs> that says it all. Wow. Love it. <laughs> I love it. That's. You know what we need in the England team. We need more shit We need more Fabian shares uh, in in this England team. Who would you say are are the potentials to be the biggest shit Shithouser is in the team <laughs> to potentially get us those victories.
4: I can't I'm thinking wrong. Jack Grealish. I'm thinking Jack Grealish personally.
1: Yeah, Possibly. Grealish is the only one really, isn't it? A Grealish. You know, Harry Kane can be a bit of a shithouse at times, but for all the wrong reasons. Um, it's got to be Grealish, really, isn't it? He's the only, <laughs> only one that Madison comes to mind.
3: That's it? Madison Who? comes on.
2: Hi, yeah, uh, yeah. We've been on the receiving end of Madison a few times. Uh, King Power last year. That's what we need. We need some. I don't some... really want us
3: to win that way. I'd rather. We, I'd rather we just played good football. Yeah,
2: but, but would you, Alex? Would you really be that bothered if if England were lifting the World Cup, having shithounds their way? Oh yeah, I'd,
3: I'd yeah, victory. I'd celebrate equally. But at the same time, I would still think about it. You know, I've I've said the same thing. um about, about NUFC and about our rise. I would rather have a team of Kante's from Chelsea, the nice guy, than a team of Ramos. Because you can win with both. I'd rather have the guy who's not going to, you know, judo throw somebody and cheat. I'd rather have somebody who's just so good, you just can't stop them anyway. People like people like Messi and Kante, the nice guys, you can still win with them. You don't have to be a cheat. I love Ramos. That's just my preference.
2: I love Ramos. I love Ramos. He's shit I, I do. Oh, go, I've
3: got to
2: be honest. He just
3: he's just. Yeah, but you out. wouldn't if he judo chopped Bruno down in the Champions League final.
2: Yeah, of course not. But but right, Callum Wilson's but, arm or something. Exactly. But, but but it's always it's always been the same.
3: Like we
2: had Jerry Barton, who was exactly that. He was the mm. biggest shit house. but we loved him. But for the time he was at the club, because he was that way inclined. Um, Fabian Shaw. Obviously, it, it brings some debate. It, it, Leave it brings...
1: Fabian out
2: of it, right? But, but he, but he is very, very good at what he does, and he's he's proving to be a huge, huge asset to Newcastle.
1: Not just on the ball, but the he's way a magnificent centre half. End of story.
3: He Do you is. feel that comment was was spot on? Wilson can be a bit. I've seen him with his little little comments to centre backs. He can be a real wind up. yeah, funny. he can. Yeah, yeah. Coventry Jamesy he would just giggle at him and sort of give him a little tickle and say the odd word. He's, he's hilarious. Give him a tickle? He will. That's
4: not, not quite a in <laughs> <empty. laughs> <laughs> It definitely is.
2: He pisses people off. Um, yeah, he's one of them where he'll smile at you, but he'll be kicking you in the nuts at the same time. Um, He's one of them, Callum Wilson, I do love him. But uh, look, um, we've looked at England um, from a short perspective. I'm sure we'll come back to England as they progress through the tournament. And those in the chat that have quite rightly said, forget England for now, let's (laughs) continue with Newcastle. We love Newcastle, this is why we're here. And you're absolutely right. Um, We talked about this with Jordan Cronin the other day um, on... Um, talk of the tune and I want to get your opinions of um, the latest in the Newcastle United sponsors. Um, So we have two new sponsors. We have um, our sponsor with Monster, uh, the drinks um, provider now for Newcastle and we have um, Saudi um, as well. So they uh, fly, Saudi have come in and they're going to be our airline sponsor for our trip to Saudi Arabia. Um, in the December months. I just want to get your opinions <laughs> on it. Is, is it a good deal? Are you happy with the sponsorships? Were you expecting more? What are your initial thoughts having those two deals quite quickly, in short succession, come about?
1: Paul? I think Well, I think it just goes on about, it just goes to prove the work that's going on behind the scenes. Um, why certain people were brought into the club in, in, in recent months, um to really focus on that and um listen we always knew there was a gonna there was gonna be a big Saudi sponsorship somewhere along the line um I know this is only for the you know the trip to Saudi um but I think it's with a long-term view out that I I have I don't buy into the fact that it's just a, a one-off for the, the, the trip to Saudi. I don't you know the photos that they took at the ground etc etc they're gonna be used for some sort of promotional um, stuff, so I can't see that. Um, just being a one off, um, Monster Energy is a good one again. You know, it, it's bigger names coming into the club, um, you know, well known names. It's not just sort of, you know, Pound Stretcher and uh, you know, Happy Shopper now, uh, like it was under Mike Ashley. It's actually proper, proper big names. Um, and and like I said, it's, it's what the backroom staff were brought in to do, and, and they're doing it. Um, you know, the the Ashworth etc for the for the youth players and things like that and then we've got other guys coming in to deal with the um sponsors and I think it's it's fantastic and for me it can only grow and I mean to the point where we're gonna um you know have another top uh shirt sponsor or shirt provider um because you know let's face it Kastori haven't filled themselves with glory um so I think that'll change um and you know the, the the actual name on the shirt will it be Saudi? I would think so. I would think so. But it's all good for me. It's it's just bringing these big names into the and it's getting our it's getting our football club out there as a global brand, isn't it? So um, that can only be a good thing as well.
2: Definitely, um, Monster. I would say is is the biggest energy drink probably in the world. I don't know. Someone might might correct me, but but Monster, I think is. As a, as a, as a label, one of the biggest energy drinks, if not the well, biggest in the world. So to have them as a as a partnership, I think right. is massive. They they have a huge monster, have a huge influence in America. It, it initially started in America and then was brought over to England. So it's got a massive growth right. already. Um, as a drinks provider, Daz, were you going to add something to that?
0: No, no, I was just, just uh, um, would you class Red Bull in that as well? I, I would have thought Red Bull would be bigger. I, I would have said ahead. Red Bull here
2: in England, oh. but I think Monster, you know, Monster was, and I think still is massive um, in America. So whether it's got a bigger pull, I'm not too sure. Um, Tony Hunters have put Red, Red Bull probably the biggest. Monster, have, Monster has. Thirty-five percent of the market, um, making them second. Okay, so e- even so, um, that's still no, huge.
1: I'm pretty sure that's not in the states, though. I'm, I'm with you, Peter. I think the, the Monster in the states is literally a monster. It is huge. Um, so, but world worldwide, then fair enough. But Monster in America, uh, um, yeah, everywhere. But Red you Bull, go, Red Bull also
3: t- tastes t- like piss, and Monster has got lots of different flavors and is tasty. So. I prefer the monster <laughs> anyway. <anything>. Add vodka. <laughs> <So
2: cool. laughs> Changes the lot. But well, no. I'm,
3: not, I'm not so sure about Red Bull vodka for a pre-workout before the gym, but I think just keep it <laughs> as the monster. Maybe yeah. a
2: celebration at Wembley when we've lifted the trophy, um, potentially. But look, Alex, I'll, I'll come to you with uh, Saudi. Um, because a lot of people thought that Saudi were going to be our shirt sponsor, as Paul's just mentioned but they're not are you worried about that or do you think that just means that something potentially bigger and better is in the is in the pipeline
3: i think it's done i'm not, i'm not bothered at all um the colors match our away strip it's done i'm not worried uh, the fact that they've already got clearance for it to to be that for them to sponsor this this warm weather training camp um i think it's all but i think they're just testing the waters a little bit they're just sort of Throwing it out there and having a little look, I think it's absolutely fine. And you, you've got you've got a lot of this, you know. They can't they can't hide nowadays. You can't hide these things. And the fact that Adidas are also sponsoring the Saudi Arabia kit as well, um, or producing it. Sorry, that that's is it. Is it anything to do with us? Maybe not. But it's yeah. it's interesting. It's very possible. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't count anything out. I think they they're going to do what they want within reason, if, as long as they can. Um, adhere to the rules that the Premier League have set them. Um, and I, with the amount of wealth and power they've got, they're not going to cock it up on a little like shirt sponsorship. They will have a, they will have just dozens and dozens and dozens in a legal team that will make sure every I is dotted, um, every T is crossed. They will make sure that this is perfect and it's, oh, I wouldn't worry, I think it'll be fine. Um, but I do think Saudi will be our shirt sponsor for sure.
0: Just want to interject. This is an important question here that's gone in. Um, you know, um, I'll, I'll, I'll go to Billy for this one. What do you think of this question, Billy? Um, the question is: Is there bull sperm in Red Bull? From
4: Gary, well, you, you just never know, do you? Never, I mean, Jim Jim showed you it on bull on bull, didn't he? No, he didn't. That was a cutie for me. Wow. I'm going to say not. I'm going to say I, I, the
3: the, the misconception with that one. is because it has taurine in it, which is an amino acid. And because it's taurine, taurus, everybody's like, oh, it's a... No, it's, it's from protein. It's fine. All I don't know.
4: Do <laughs> Still been told. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh,
2: uh, Billy, are you, are you with the same mindset uh, of Alex that this deal was done? Sadie are going to be our shirt sponsor. Um, it, it's a done deal or do you think there's something bigger in the pipelines um, and, and are you happy with the two deals because there were one or two that,
4: that are not yeah I'm very happy with the two deals I think the most important thing is I think because of the footballers advanced quicker than what they, oh, I think they expected I think they're going to have to raise the FFP profile so we can spend yeah. and, and and kind of spend on the team and get ourselves in that position where we are challenging for not just uh, domestic honours but European honours also mm. so I think Saudi Airlines is a massive 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 company um, that that sort of sponsorship we get from them will obviously increase the FFP monster the same um, I think what's happening now is what the two guys have said already is like a, a pilot episode uh, a preset for what's going to happen in the summer uh, yeah I'm really happy and I'm, as long as we can spend what they want to spend and make us more competitive not just domestically but on the European level also what's not to like about that it's got be good hasn't it Definitely.
2: Um, And you've raised a really good point that I was actually going to come to Keith with in that, you know, you've talked about these sponsors raise the the capacity of what we can do with FFP. Do you think, and I'll put this question to you, Keith, do you think Newcastle have rubber stamped these sponsors for what they are, one being the official drinks partnership and being Saudi, um, the the official um, airline for Newcastle, purely for this trip to Saudi Arabia. Do you think these deals have been signed to give us the flexibility to go out there and make one or two big signings in January?
5: Well, I think there's definitely um, think that thing in mind. Definitely that the uh, this the way that this club operate now, this ownership, they seem to get things in early, which is what impresses me and. Right across from the sign ins, Kieran Trippier, when he first came through, some of the sign ins in the summer seem to be thought and planned well in advance. And that's the line of thinking, seems it the recruitment at the top level as well. You know, um, Darren Neal's coming in, these sponsors coming in. There seems to be a, a quite a logical flow to things, which I've not known before at the club before. Um, the trips to the Middle East as well. Um, Log- seems to be a logic for the mid-season break, so um, def- definitely, I think that that could that could tie into the thinking as well. Um, mm, interesting. Also, um, as well, Pete, I was just thinking there as well. Just when you were talking talking about the sponsors before mm-hmm. that, they're exploiting more opportunities that they've never really exploited before in terms of because they have to now with getting the income in. Yeah. Um. Because at some point, you know that the finance, the financial pay, fair play will crunch. You know where where they need to get the income in to, to, to match the levels. Really. Um, yeah. I, I
2: agree. Um. I, I think there'll be there'll be all sorts of sponsorships for every little thing coming in soon. Yeah. Uh, for Newcastle, I, and there'll be uh, and there'll be big sponsorships. This is for me it, it is the way forward. Um. And and you know it. it it's an interesting one because I I, I've, I I think that it could well be that we've got these sponsorships in in order to rubber stamp the 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 January transfer window. Um, we could argue all day like, whether we're going to sign and who we're going to sign. I think it will be be based on who we get to in January and how we get there in January. But I just think I just think that. The, the, it's it's come too quickly and it's all too nice and 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 prim and proper um, in the way in which we've done it and I just think that we're playing so smart at the moment that we we have to play smart with regards to a lot of, a lot of people in the media keep talking about Newcastle and being a Man City and a Chelsea we can't do that we can't go out and spend that sort of money uh, that they did because we don't have we have the restrictions that they didn't. So we've got to play smart. So it sounds really stupid, but expect a sock sponsor. Expect a short sponsor. Mm-hmm. Ex- expect to, you know, like um, in France, they they have like the bottom of the back of their their shirts. Uh, they have a different sponsor for cups um, and a different sponsor for the leagues. Expect well, this is all what Manchester
3: Pac- United Sp- have got. That they've got towel sponsors, watches, cigars. They've got <clears throat> everything. You name it, they've got a sponsor for it.
2: Yeah, we, we talked about it on uh, talk of the tune. Uh, I think it might have been Jordan Cronin that said it. Is that Man United have a different sponsor for their training top than they do for their actual their actual sh- shirt for the match day, and 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 you you're basically doubling your amount of sponsorships in the money that you can raise, um, and and that is that is the way forward, and that's the smart way that we're going to have to play this um moving forward but we touched on one or two things um previously and paul you've touched on it as well before but um Daz, i'll ask you i'll ask you this if castore leave which it's rumored that we want them out we want them to be moved out and we're working working through a way of getting that done who would you want is to lead the way with our shirt sponsor in the future
0: Right. Okay. Yeah. We've, we've talked about this before in a chat about phew, six months ago or something like that. But um, yeah, first of all, I, I hear talking on, on Twitter again that that designs are going in for next series, uh, season's top um, at from Castori. And they're kind of they're, people are saying instead of a round neck, it's a V-neck. So hopefully those that, that those rumors aren't true or at least it's going to look a bit, a bit different. And I suppose it will look a bit different with the front of shirt sponsor anyway. Even if we're stuck with Castori, but who would I want to go? I I've said in the past I'd, I'd love a a Nike the Newcastle kit just to see what it looks like. But but I know people then compare. They say, oh, what are they bringing out now? And then they don't like the look of that. And everybody then is, is I'm all for Adidas as well. I'll bring back the the '96 kind of style kind of kit but back to Adidas, back to that era. Um. So either, either Nike or Adidas, for, for me, I, I'd be happy. But And again, just linked into the, the, the merchandise and um, what pisses me off in Ireland. Now, it's different than Newcastle, I'm sure. But like you go into um, a, a shop over here, a sh- in, like a grocery shop, and you see like even Advent calendars with Man City, Liverpool, Man United. I was there passing by one actually yesterday. And, and I said it to my wife, my little boy, go, next year. We'll be there. That's our target next year. We will have an Adam
3: Calder sitting in Ireland, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's not just get Ireland, our... does that's that's anywhere south in England. Yeah, anywhere, anywhere south of England, anywhere in the Midlands or down south or anywhere near London. It's just all the big six. Just on all the merchandise in any shop. It's all it is. You know, I, I went to get um, I went to get some spare keys cut, uh, and they've got some attachments for the keys, and it was all the big six as little accessories. None for us. I'd have to come to the club shop or buy it online. You know, they just don't stock these things anywhere. It's just is even yeah. worse.
2: Ours is even worse now. Before years ago, you could go into a sports shop, any sports shop, and you'd have, you'd have at least fifteen of the twenty Premier League clubs that you could choose from. Yeah, like the newly promoted clubs, you wouldn't get. like, but any of the others, and Newcastle would always be an option. Now, you go into any of the sports shops in Leicester or around the Midlands, as, as Alex just said, and it's literally the top six. And then Real Madrid, Barcelona, that's it. You, yeah. you, you're lucky if you even get Italian teams. Sorry, tell a lie, you'll get PSG there as well. Um, mm. So it will be like outside the Premier League, Real Madrid, Barcelona, PSG, <laughs> and then you're lucky if you get anything else. It is it's so bad. It's so bad now, but it, trust me, you're absolutely right, Dad. It won't be long before Newcastle, um, or or the addition uh, to to everything else um, uh, around it, and it, it, it is something that that pisses us off because, you know, it's it's one of the things we've been held down for so long, uh, we have, and and it's it's one of those things that will continue on. Um, At this point now, I think there's loads of people in the chat that have been um, asking some questions. Um, Some of them want to know our opinions on transfers. Some want to know our opinions on various other things within the club. Uh, What questions have we got, Daz, um, in the chat already?
0: Yeah, you, you started a few early on, Pete. Um, maybe we just started at the top and work down. Um, yeah, a yeah, question. And, and I know we kind of go back over the World Cup a small, but Jordy, um, two for life, question asks, what do you think of DnW's commentary, of the opening game, the World Cup? I thought it was dire at best. Have we not got any better commentators? It could be a long month. But, yeah, no, it wasn't I the best game
1: to commentate on, was it? I mean, it, it's, hard, it's hard as a commentator to get excited over a game that is, is absolute dross. Um, and, and there's nothing happening, so uh, I'm not too worried about it. Me. Nah, um, Go on. No, no. I was gonna move on to the next one. Go for it. Go for it.
0: Okay. Right. with the, you know, the Chippers comes in with. The, I know England are playing tomorrow, but I'm still not hyped up for it. Don't know if I can get into the World Cup mode yet. But uh, for me, I think uh, this 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 is the common team in England. That, uh, for, I I see I and mean, It's it starts up slow and then it starts to build and they get a few good results and it's coming home. It's come That starts off and then it goes to Christmas number one, I think, uh, this year then as well. If if you're doing anyway as well.
2: <laughs> Hyped up I, yes. I don't know about you guys. I haven't heard that song been mentioned at all recently.
1: Oh no I. No. no. That, the v- Have you not, not heard a... the, the new re- new version? No. But not Dylan not Skinner have done a new version. It was it was played uh, on one of the radio channels last week, um, but it it it, ha, it it hasn't caught on or hasn't been played much because nobody's in the in the mood. Yeah, I'm to, I've not even heard it. I
4: didn't. It's even not a consistent of a new thing it's the, a This is literally kind of um, thing. It
3: would... the, the, this the song and all of this hype has not been going on for a long time. I don't not not since we had the old golden generation with Beckham and Lampard and Gerard. It's only recently, the, the population were very disheartened with England for a very long time, and it was, still, it was getting to the World Cup semi-final. It, that, that was the first time in 2018 when the nation started <laughs> to kind of believe again, and everybody jumped on the bandwagon sort of during the knockout stages. So it's only been since 2018, in my opinion, where that kind of really applies, because the previous decade was quite embarrassing, to be fair. Um, South Africa was embarrassing for us you know going out of the euros to iceland was embarrassing it's been pretty crap for you know the decade prior to 2018 so it's only recently come back um there's nothing wrong with a bit of hype
0: yeah like it gets people excited for for the, the tournament yeah um yeah and it's no harm uh, people have some comments on on the 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 uh, status, uh, face off sat off uh james bond meets Jon snow that was good one. Uh, Filthy sad from...
4: You know what we should have called it? We should have called it Fact Hunt. Didn't we? Fact Hunt. Yeah,
0: well, yeah. That <laughs> and works, do not it? it? Is, uh, Tangle Twister there, really. <laughs> oh, fucking hell, Billy. <laughs>
4: What's wrong with that? What's wrong with Fact Hunt? <laughs> I thought i said Fact Hunt five times now. <laughs>
0: yes anyone yeah. watching listen <laughs> back on Spotify or
1: Apple Music you you just heard what Billy said great name I am, I, I am not repeating that because I will get it wrong <laughs> yeah. you said it so many
3: I've got yeah. some funny breaking news as well about that first game apparently they accidentally transferred the money to Antonio Valencia instead of Ene Valencia <laughs> I, God.
2: I would not be surprised about that at all at all <laughs> Jesus Christ <laughs> Next up, question <laughs> for
0: Paul. Oh. Who was your marquee signing for January, Paul?
1: James Madison. James Madison. There we go. 100%. Uh, I think he, he will make a massive, massive difference uh, and just take us to that next level. So, without a doubt, James Madison. Boys, do you... Uh, uh, look, Paul said James Madison...
2: You know how I feel about James Madison. I'm going to put out to the rest of you. Do you genuinely think we've got a chance of signing James Madison in January? I pray that we do. The money's there. That's not a question. Do you think we can get James Madison in in January? And what, as an additional question, what could he potentially bring if we do bring him in? You know, how much of a difference can he make to Newcastle?
3: Wants this. Well, I know yeah. for
4: certain he wants to come to Newcastle. I know for certain he does. Um, he wants to move. Um, being from the same hometown as him. Um, I work with people that know his dad, he went to Calvin Castle School, which is the a side of Coventry to me. Yeah, it's called, so, yeah. Forgot about that. There's people that went to the same school as him that know his parents, uh, drink with his dad. Uh, by all accounts, and I knew this already that he's one want- he's been wanting to come to Newcastle since Callan Wilson signed because they're really close. Um yeah, he wants to come as long as Leicester play ball and I, I don't think they've got much room to manoeuvre with with him being out of contract soon. I think he's definitely going to come and I think he can cover more than one position. He can, he can play on the right if Miggy's injured. He can play where Willock's playing. He can cover any of their midfield positions and he'll provide us with creativity, uh, brightness, free kicks, class. He's got everything and a bit of shit to prove as well. <clears throat> so, nothing wrong with anything, any of those things in my opinion for us. Billy,
2: I forgot about that. I forgot they're both cov boys. I forgot yeah. that I knew I knew that Callum Wilson was um, a cov boy, but I forgot that Madison's a cov boy.
1: Yeah, Pete, Pete, you look at you look at the, the the photos coming from the England camp and everything. Who is Callum Wilson with? A yeah. lot of these photos,
3: I, I, Madison. I was, I was I told
1: you, it's the
3: tickling. I it is the Ticklin.
1: It's definitely the Ticklin. It's they they came. off the plane together, didn't they? And
2: they, yeah, they, they seem like they're spending a little bit of time together. Um, and not just him; I think Trippier as well has it, been shot a few times. Um, so yeah, um, look, that. He's, thought, he's that, got would, he's yeah, that would got make my that would make my uh, my window. Um,
3: he fits every position we need right now. I mean, we want we ideally we want to upgrade Longstaff as a right eight. That's Madison, or ideally we want somebody as a right wing. Fair enough, Miggy's absolutely on fire, but you need some support for that. So he could play the two positions that we wanted rotation for. And he could be either ahead of or, or behind Longstaff and Miggy, depending on who's in form and who wants to play. And then it opens up the possibility of him playing as a 10. We could change formation. We could play a four, two, three, one. Far it, it allows us far more tactical flexibility because we're not relying on as much on certain players there's so much emphasis on Trippier at the moment it would be nice to have somebody who can do some ball progression or some fancy things further up the pitch um, and he can he can hit a dead ball we've got another set piece specialist there as well added to the team it just it fits we, we've officially bid for him twice in the past so it's not like it's like a fake rumour it's 100% confirmed we have kind of interested in him um, and he's likely to be cheaper than he was in January um, uh, sorry in the when do we bid for him? I don't even know what in, Where the, summer? Summer. Yeah. in, the, summer. in the summer it's, it's likely, is likely it. to be cheaper than he was in the summer, um, yeah, because we'll just... you know time exists. So it fits it's like low. a glove, really, for both parties. And he, as Billy has. said, he's going to get stuck at Leicester, isn't he? Leicester are unlikely to be able to progress in the next three to five years because of their financial situation, whereas yeah. we are most definitely going to be kicking on in the next three to five years. Yeah. And if Madison's in the team, you know, it helps his England career for the Euros and for the next Euros coming up, and you know. So, no, it's a, it's a no brainer.
2: If you look at Leicester's three best players this season, um, you've got Tillemans, Madison, and Harvey Barnes. T- Tillemans is leaving in the summer. There's no doubt about that. You'll see out his contract. Madison's only got a year left in the summer. And Harvey Bond's got a little bit longer, but he's also attracting interest. Funny enough, from us as well, as one of those teams. But you know, uh, sorry to take the chat away from you just for a second, Daz. Right. Um, Jeremia Flex has put on there. Um, she feels like he'll benefit the team and that he scored 18 goals last season. And that's a decent contribution in any team, not to mention the revenue from shirt sales. Um, that's more than a decent contribution, Jem, I have to say. Um, you know, 18 goals last season. 18 goals from a midfielder. We just talked about, and Keith brought the stat up that nobody Indeed. has actually scored 15 goals in a season for for, for Newcastle. You know, 18, he is the one. midfielder. He's the one that could break that stat and and, and take us to another level. So it, it would just be uh, unbelievable. But Keith, you know I'll come to you with if if we were able to get James Madison. You know, assuming that by January we're in the similar position what we're in now, where could he take us with that signing coming in? Could we be looking at genuinely challenging for the title or would you say more solidifying top four or, or European football? Where do you see that type of level of quality signing? Um, and they, what what do you think it would enable us to do?
5: I think if James Madison came in January, um, it's a pivotal time of the season given the strong start Newcastle have had. And you could definitely, a minimum, solidify Newcastle in those top four places in the champ. You know, imagine signing Madison and Newcastle secure that top four place to go into the Champions League, and some of the options that have been discussed earlier in the chat as well, um, in terms of the midfield as well, preparing. The club as well for the first time in Europe in 11 seasons. It will be when next season, as well, getting into Europe as well. Newcastle have got a strong first team. They need the options for a, a strong second team. They need, you know, to strengthen that squad. And Madison's definitely one of those players for me, given by what's already been discussed in terms of his stats and his numbers. He's proven it with Leicester already. He's, you know, he's been a proven player in Europe as well. Um, It's a win-win for Newcastle. Should he come?
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, That that's an interesting one. Um, Daz, I'll come to you with with this uh, with this next point. Um, Do we need James Madison? Um uh, the, the Yano in the chat since you mentioned Madison was like no because he he doesn't want Madison at the club but he doesn't he just doesn't want him at the club and mm-hmm. um, and he's always been like that even from when we were talking about him in the summer. Uh, Yano's always had that mindset. But um you know a lot of people have talked about the form of Miggy. I think it was it might have been Russ or someone else mentioned that Miggy could potentially get 15 goals himself this season. Um do we need James Madison um,
0: do we need, uh, we need, we need someone, uh, if it, if not James Madison, then who, and, and we, we talked about this before that James Madison is used to the Premier League. He's doing well in the Premier League in the past and, and currently, so he's, he, he's slot in there. Um, on my back? Um, yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah, uh do we need him? If if we were to find someone else that could fulfil the role for, for that he he would take on, then then I, I'm happy to move on from 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 uh, James Madison. Um, but because for me is is it's the price. I, I wouldn't go further than 50, 55 million. If if Leicester are looking for more, forget it. I'd move on.
3: Can I, can I interject there with that? talking about do we need him? We people do need to take into account that we're not out of the Carabao Cup. We've got Bournemouth, which is a very winnable fixture, and then we'll have the first round of the FA Cup. Well, first round for us in January as well. So the fixtures could potentially start piling up. There's going to be a lot of fixtures, um, sort of between Boxing Day and the end of the season. And if we get injuries to two or three key players, that squad depth really does plummet. Uh, and are we going to be able to keep beating? You know, we haven't played Arsenal yet. We've still got to play Arsenal twice. We've got some big games, um, and if we have two or three people drop, the the depth really, really drops. Um, I know, I know some of the fringe players are putting in an absolute shift at the moment. And that's players like Longstaff and Murphy who are doing exceptionally well. Um, but I, you know, we do want to shore it up, don't we? So, especially having still potentially being in two cup competitions, if we can get past Bournemouth, um, is something that needs to be looked at really. Especially no, with the, talk, high talk, press,
4: talk. the high press that we play, we're going to need more quality up front to, yeah. to, uh, in the midfield and up front to kind of compensate for any injuries that we're going to get, or fatigue. It's going to happen, isn't it? The, the, the way we play, we're going to get fatigue without any sort of a doubt. Yeah. We, we
3: Why do need you say a, it like that, them. Billy? Can you say fatigue again? Fatigue. Okay.
0: Fatigue. Fatigue. We, we need strength and depth, but I just want to bring in another question here that that um, Gemma has put in, and it's it's about uh, Ronaldo. Uh, w- would you guys consider Ronaldo no. uh, to Newcastle? For me, no. Not a no. Open hell either. No way. No way. Do no. I want Ronaldo? And I, and I, I said it before. I didn't want him when he like there was talk with him, but it could potentially go to Newcastle at the time when Man City and Man United went in for him. But didn't want him then either. He's and he's and he's uh, I, 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 he's he's not going to be playing for Man United. But I said at the start of the season, the longer he stays at Man United, the better for us because he's going to rot that club. <laughs> I love if he stays longer. So um, no, no, not for me. Anyone take him? Anyone have a different opinion?
4: No, From no. a footballer point of view, absolutely not, because he's gone. He spent the whole game against just being offside, basically.
0: Yeah. But,
4: but if you want to increase your financial fair play thing, his shirt sales are immense. Um, so maybe as a, as a financial thing, but I don't think he'd come for that reason anyway. So well, Eddie, won't would, look,
1: Eddie won't have him. There's no way Eddie will have him, because he knows no, what type of uh, type of person he is in the dressing room. He, he will not have somebody like Ronaldo uh, messing up the... the the camaraderie we've got in that dressing room right now there's just no way. Um, you know, Eddie wants people who are going to work for him and, and give 110. percent Like Billy said, Ronaldo can't do that anymore. It's, it's as simple as that. He, he just won't—he won't run around the pitch like the rest of our players, chasing down, chasing down lost causes. Um He just He's won't. Like do nine
3: pressures per ninety, it's one of the lowest yeah. for forwards in the league. But, but there is an alternate timeline where Unai Emery is our manager and he would probably take Ronaldo on a free transfer. I'm sure that universe exists somewhere.
2: I, for me personally, um, Ronaldo needs to be at a team that revolves around him. Oh. Um, and, and that's not a disrespect to him. Portugal. There, there, are, many, there are many other players uh, across football that have built their career of having a team revolved around him. Um, Robert Lewandowski is another one. Dortmund, Bayern Munich, and now Barcelona. He is a top-level striker, but is he has to have a team that is built to purely serve him? Um, and he's not the only one. You know, Ronaldo is exactly the same. But as you've all quite rightly said, Newcastle United are building a team, not an individual. So therefore, we don't need to provide an individual. We are looking to build lots and lots of players to become elite players off the back of our performances. So, you know, he won't come to Newcastle for two reasons anyhow. And of course, um, we don't need that type of player. We don't. If we wanted that type of player, we'd have signed him in January. We'd have signed him in the summer. We were linked with enough of them on fully early transfer show and on the team review transfer show, we would have talked about all the other players that we could, that could have come to Newcastle and didn't that, that most people would have gone, Oh yeah, they took him. But actually there weren't the right players for the club. And um, and so Ronaldo won't even, um, even come into our thinking. He, but equally, he'll want to go and play in Europe in the Champions League and, um, And and to be fair, I think he'll get his Champions League club. Someone in the chat, um, I think it was I Like Coffee, mentioned Chelsea. I think Chelsea is the only viable option in England that would actually take him right now. But I I personally think he'll play in Europe. I I don't necessarily agree with Rachel. I, I, I don't think Ronaldo should retire. I think even at 38, he's still got a lot to offer. He needs a team that's built around him. Um, he's still got the quality. He might not have the legs to do all the running that a Premier League football club expects him to do. But there are other leagues, France, Italy, Spain, where you don't
1: have to go... He could go back to Portugal. He, he could go back to where it all started. Um, to well, do the wolves. full circle. I, I, I <laughs> no, uh, He'll he, he want
2: European football. And to be fair, he's still good enough to play in European football at the top level. He is. Maybe for another couple of years. Mm. But I, I think... I think you're right, Paul. I think Sporting, where he started his career, is probably where he would look to end his career at mm. some point. But he still has a market value at the moment. And that market value is way and above what Sporting can pay, which is why I don't think he'll go now. But I do agree with you. I think he'll end up back there um, to try and win them a trophy. And they're not a bad sign in Portugal. They're still fighting for the title every year, mm. which is um, one of those things. But I think... I think come January, if he has a good World Cup, I think a, a number of top teams will look at him outside of England, and I think he'll go and play Champions League football somewhere. But who
3: cares? Who
2: cares about Ronaldo? We we only care about, about Newcastle.
3: Can I respond to Yano's point about Miggy and versus Madison?
2: Yeah,
3: I'm not yeah. saying I'm not saying anybody dethrones Miggy at the moment because you can't. But for context, Miggy, all Miggy's done is score, 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 score. And he's got nine goal contributions. Uh, Madison's on 11 and has played fewer minutes. It's just kind of going under the radar how ridiculous his performances are. He, he's got two more goal contributions in a, a massively underperforming team. Um, I'm not saying he starts ahead of Miggy because I, I, I agree. Miggy and the, the way he presses and the current structure and system works brilliantly. But you can't ignore somebody who can bang in sort of 11 goal contributions in a thousand minutes in a really poor team. Um that's that's mental. Imagine what you could do in a in a in a well oiled team like ours. I'm not saying he has to start in front of Miggy. Um you know we've got we've got players on the bench, you know, Maxi's not playing. We've got players that a lot of people value that aren't starting. It doesn't mean they, we, we we need we need a squad. We're at that point now where we need mm. to start having a squad. We yeah. we need really good players that are the twelfth, thirteenth, fourteenth, fifteenth man. It's gonna be beyond the starting eleven. We need to start you know, start hoarding some talent like Chelsea. You've got eight or nine world-class players sat sort of on the bench and not even in the match day squad. We're going to need that if we're challenging on all fronts.
2: Uh, look, I'll just add into that. Um, Alan Thompson put just after Jano's message, he put, um, we do need Madison. You always need more quality um, in the squad. Um, the, 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 although the squad is performing really well, um, it, it's, it's kind of very weak on paper. Um, And and I agree with him. On paper, you look at the likes of Murphy, you look at the likes of Wood, you even look at the likes of Longstaff, although he's playing really well and we've, we've, we've properly bigged him up recently because he deserves it. But on paper, there's a lot of players that you probably wouldn't have in this squad. And if we're going to move forward and play European football regularly and build as a team, you need quality players to come and join the club. Um, for all that Miggy's done, and this is not any disrespect on Miggy, this is this is what happens to all players: is that players will have a run of form where you go, "Wow, they are unreal at the moment and they're playing great," but that form, although it's very very high, can quite quickly drop. And this is the worry about the World Cup: is that going to stop the flow of Miggy and Are we then going to see the Miggy Amiran before? I hope not, and I don't think we will. But what you need is is a quality player coming in to push Miggy to continue to play those performances because it's quite easy for players to go, you know what, I've done my bit now, I've scored the goals that I would probably have done in a season, I'm going to play every week, I'm just going to sit back and just enjoy this. But what you want is a player coming in saying, I want your spot, so you have to keep playing at that level. And that, I think, is what's going to get us through the second half of the season, those players continuing to be pushed. Um, so I agree with what, what Alan said, and people might not agree that Madison's the right option, but I think there should be an option coming in on that side of the pitch to push Miggy and continue for him to keep playing well. I don't know whether you guys agree or not.
4: Well, Madison yeah. covers more than one option, doesn't he? He's it, not, not only plays, he can play on the right, and can play centrally as well, and because because he covers more than one option, at a high quality of, of, of standard also, it, it's a no-brainer for me, it really is, he's young, He's got loads of time in front of him. He's probably not at his full potential yet. And he's already brilliant now. So, yeah, to me, he's a no-brainer. Absolute no-brainer. Definitely.
2: Um, um, I think there's a few other questions um, that we can whiz through, Dias, uh, in, in the
5: chat.
0: Yeah, yeah, just just a point that's just come up there about uh, another story with with Tony and the the, the Betton scandal. and uh, Someone else had put in another comment about uh, Wood going to to Brentford in January. Anyone like to see that happen? If we were bringing in another striker.
4: Ivan, Tony's had three quid on it, apparently.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't think Tony will be playing football for quite some time. Genuinely, like I put
2: a tweet out the other day, and uh, there was a lot of reaction to it—good, bad, indifferent, whatever. Um, but I just—I put it out there that, and I think I might have um, misinterpreted it because I think initially Barton put on thirty-five bets, but got, but over a period of time, put uh, I think it was about close to a thousand bets on, like, and, and he got like sort of an eighteen-month ban. How long do you think Tony? Would get for what is it? Two hundred and thirty-two bets that he put on over a period of two thousand and seven, which interestingly was, why he was at, whilst he was at Newcastle United, um, up until um just recently. Um, how how long do you think his ban? Because look, surely he's going to get some sort of ban. How long do you think it's going to last for?
0: And what odds would you get on <laughs> I think
4: they'll give him a season. Yeah, I think so too. I think it's interesting, the last game that he bet on was one he got sent off in, which is very odd, in my opinion. Uh, yeah.
1: Maybe, uh, well, I could see, um, I could see him being banned till the end of this season, the rest of the season. Um, possibly till Christmas, maybe, with a sort of a full year ban. It's got to be a strong one. They've got to put a message out, haven't they? So, you know, it's 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 got to be a message that, we, that they don't tolerate this kind of stuff. And, um, you know, we've had a lot of match match fixing and betting in, in previous years gone by, which has, uh, you know, forced clubs to lose points, clubs to be relegated, um, not just yeah. in this country. So I think they've got to make a stance on it.
2: Yeah, Fair
1: play. Fair play. I go with that. Okay.
0: We'll we'll move on. Let's uh, and uh, this this uh, person would be an excellent candidate for your show, Billy. Um, Was it fact hunt? You know. <laughs> you're my hunt. He'd be perfect for it. Uh, so, question from Yano. Uh, which Newcastle player will get the most minutes, uh, most game time in the World Cup? Trippier. Trips.
3: I mean, unless oh. there's an injury, Trippier. Pope failed his audition, unfortunately. Never mind. You don't think he'll start?
0: I haven't been really watching the friendly. No, I think Pickford no, P- will P- P- start. start.
3: Pope Pope had a start for England and he had a bit of a mare, unfortunately. Very uncharacteristic of him, um, a bit wobbly. He was actually a little bit wobbly for us for the next game or two in, until he got his confidence back. Um, yeah, I think he, he fa- that was his audition and he failed it. So I think it's going to be Pickford. He'll go with his long-standing um, keeper. You know, you've, put, you've got you've got journalists such as Henry Winter and stuff have been saying for the last year that it's going to be Pickford regardless. He's just going to go with what he's tried and tested. Um, there's a reason he's taken Eric Dyer and. She's probably going to start, Um you know. Southgate goes with his favourites. He's not picking on form, so yeah.
2: Eh. Uh, Someone okay. uh, one or two put in there, or, or Swiss Superman could potentially get more minutes. He yeah, regularly he Swiss start,
4: with Swiss, does he? He doesn't start though, does he? He's not the first choice centre player, he? No, no, he sure doesn't well. play all the games. you have got Kanji, haven't they?
3: They do rotate.
4: I think Trippier because not just because he's the first choice right back at the moment. Um, but if, if Shaw gets injured he's going to play left back isn't he so he'll definitely be playing
0: yep. okay um, right next question and it's oh, it's not really a question it's a comment from Paul saying uh, it asks a question we get we've got three players in the, in the England camp and he, he thinks it'll drive uh, us on to uh, to win it tomorrow so Paul is predicting a win uh, for the tomorrow's game
1: what's the question? Is there from Paul."
0: There's no question. <laughs> yeah, question. I, I did. I missed the question.
1: He's on the toilet uh, again, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> um, I hope not. Right, quick,
0: uh, quick, uh, question. Comment from from Lisa. Um, how bothered would you be if England don't get out of the group stage? Bonus for our lads. Well, he would.
1: They would rejoin uh, Eddie Howe.
3: Extremely bothered.
1: I'd be bothered I want us to do well I'm an England fan I I think I want us to do well it's just the confidence isn't there but the confidence isn't there in the manager not the team the players if the players are played in the proper way uh, we do well but Southgate doesn't do that so um, I, I want
3: gone, regardless. I yeah, don't care yeah. if we win the World Cup. I want him gone anyway because I just mm. don't want us to play this kind of football. It's risky. It's based on luck. It's based. It's not how you win international football. It's not how you win tournament football. We got it, relegated
1: you know. in the Nations League for God's sake. I mean, yeah. I, come on. I, I I mean, we've done geez. this
3: before in a show. I thought, and it, it was it was the last team to win a World Cup or to win a to win a top um international trophy with wingbacks was brazil with roberto carlos and that hardly qualifies as wingbacks because they were pretty much playing up front um it's nonsense so you don't win international tournaments with a defensive structure you can get far you can scrape through you can win get through sort of round of 16 quarters you can can do okay you don't win the trophies because ultimately you can't keep rolling the dice that many times you've just got to be good
4: yeah Mm. I mean, obviously, I've become more ambivalent to England since the 70s and 80s, and 90s. I'd have been gutted had we qualified in some of them. Obviously, we didn't in 78 or 94. But generally, we're getting through the, the first round, no danger. It's only been the past 10 years or so where we've been absolutely dire in these tournaments. And I've become pretty ambivalent to it, probably since Wayne Rooney broke his foot in the Euro 2004 Championships. Because since then, it's been pretty shite, has, has been an England fan. Even though we've reached semi finals of the last tournament and the final of the Euros. We did it more by luck of draw than anything else. It wasn't down to great football or anything like that, was it? Yeah, I agree.
0: Mm. Right, that, that's enough for, for the, the questions, lads. um Just want to, um,
1: before we, we close out with sponsors and stuff, lads, what is coming up on the tune Review this week? Um, mainly World Cup stuff. Uh, we've got the England Watch along tomorrow with... Uh, Uh, Me commentating and uh, Billy Bob Coleman will be uh, co-commentating with me tomorrow. So that should be a a good show. Um, Tuesday will probably another fan forum. uh, And then Wednesday, we probably have a day off. But um, we'll we'll see if there's any news. Um, Thursday will be a preview of the England game for Friday, uh, where they take on uh, the USA, of course. So uh, lots to come.
0: Lots to come right? Nice one. And make sure if you haven't subscribed to, subscribe to Tune of You, what are you doing? Uh, make sure you are subscribed. And subscribe to us as well. We were about 200 away from, from 5K, the start of the show earlier today, but uh, make sure you subscribe to us. And we've got a good show coming on Wednesday, Pete. We haven't got plans for the rest of the week yet, but on Wednesday, go on, tell us what's happening there.
2: Uh, yeah, it's the return. It's part It's part two of um, Battleground Europe. So um, we... Um earlier on in the, in the season, well, the beginning of the season, we looked at the potential of a number of teams of who could get European football outside of the top six. And um, a number of those teams were, were, were part of that conversation, um, you know, the likes of you know, Newcastle, Leicester, West Ham, Wolves. Um, Aston Villa based on, um, on their money or success currently um, and we had a really good chat but we're bringing it back and we've added a few new faces to that because of how tight the middle part of the league is, it actually brings in the likes of Brighton, Fulham Brentford and Palace, so we've got representatives from each of those channels that are going to come on, Um, anyone that's watched the 12th Man uh, podcast with, uh, where I I join the the likes of um, the top six, or those fighting for Europe, Dan Lawless will be coming on um, to share his views, as well as that D uh, from Crystal Palace, who loves to have a go at, uh, at, at Lawless from West Ham, uh, Will be joining us as well, and they are fully loaded I, to um, to share their opinions on all things Newcastle and the potentials of lots of other teams um, getting into Europe. So it should be. Uh, mate,
3: there's a few imposters in that in that graphic. I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> somebody does not say, belong. I who, mean, who, Wolves are say. on ten points, dead bottom of this league. Okay, yeah. you are not allowed have the conversation anymore. You're
2: absolutely <laughs> right, and to be fair, to be fair, they they wouldn't normally be on the list, but if anyone watched the Battleground Europe previously in our away days, little Dan, it, he is li- literally there cause to cause havoc. and he said, <laughs>
3: wow.
2: I know we're shit and we're probably going to get relegated, but I'm here to cause... Well, they havoc.
3: might not get relegated, but I mean, for context, Miggy scored the same amount of goals as Wolves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, That's all you need to know. Well, right
2: Having spoke to little Dan, he's convinced that they're getting relegated. But as he's always said, if we go down... I'm taking a number of you with us and that is his intentions on Wednesday night. <laughs> so for that alone it's worth tuning in. Um, so that should be a cracker of a show uh, starting <laughs> at half seven. So keep an eye out for that.
0: Nice one. Um, before we say thanks to the, to the lads for, for joining us we'll just go a quick run through our sponsors We bring it to a close. Uh, shout out to shybarns.com and the range that Simon is going on his site in the hit shape of t-shirts and hats and hoodies of course along with the, the loaded range as well the loaded t-shirt the loaded away days t-shirt modeled by ray there uh, and the um, there's the, again the yellow t-shirt and also the the new range there's the hoodies in various different colors even more colors than you see on the screen there and uh, there is the loaded hats as well and then there's a few different types of hats oh actually we have someone modeling the hats as well we've got mick Jordy mick when he wants to know what Jordy mick looks like there he is Hey, the Brazilian, he hasn't gone full of Brazilian though in that one. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, uh, there he is, there he is, Jordy Mick. But um, yeah, get yours now. Available via the go to shapers and you can get it through there or the link off our YouTube page as well. You'll find it there. Um, that's pretty much all the hats. Uh, shout out to Pins and Prints, and the uh, the pins and the prints that are available uh, from the lads there. Uh, shout out as well to Machine House, Marty from Machine House. Uh, sometimes we should call him Dean, but it's, it's Marty. Uh, and there's a range of t-shirts and hoodies that uh, is available from Marty and the crew there. Also, shout out to the Geordie Roy's, uh, when my machine catch, catches up. Uh, yes, and to Dean there, and the range of t-shirts that's available from the Geordie Rise. And also a shout-out to uh, the, the Radiator Shed, as we put the two of you guys in jail for this one. And, uh, yeah, he kind of know the story with... Um, the radiator shed already. Uh, the prices uh, online are already at 25 percent off retail price. There is a code as well, and I, I put the code flashing across the screen where you can get an extra five percent off. Uh, and yeah, I'm not even going, going to go into further details. You know, if you want if you want radiators radiators, and you know someone that needs radiators, get on to Russ at at the radiator shed, and he will sort you out. Uh, no better man. Uh, and if you need anything installed as well, talk to Russ. He will sort it out for you. That is pretty much it on the sponsors piece. As I show a few radiators very quickly, on the screen. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, the me, but I'm sure you end. can see it there somewhere. You know what, you know what Paul? The the, uh, the one thing that Rush has got is actually he's actually got black and white radiators that he could put together, so he, which he are much
1: out. which actually look much nicer than the standard just white radiators because yeah. white radiators now look. Yeah. The, and that's wow. it. So, I'll, um,
2: so yeah, you he, can even do the the old black and white for the Newcastle stripes, which is which is class. But look, I just wanted to say before we switch off, um, two fantastic channels, um, the Tomb Review, Looney coming together. Another great show tonight. If you haven't subscribed to either, check the description uh, and, and and the links that, that that Daz has put in. You can sub to both of them really really easily and we'll continue to work together as as we move forward but um, if you haven't clicked the like button just click that like button it means a lot to us as a channel it means that more people can see this brilliant show that we've had tonight um daz normally sets a, a benchmark um of of a certain number in the show he didn't do it tonight which i was surprised about he's turning but, into john not- sinclair yeah, but I, I, I think I think the same as what we did the <laughs> other night. Let's, let's see if we can get let's see if we can get 300 likes off the back of that. We had nearly 400 in the chat tonight, so let, let's let's go for 300 likes um, uh, for the chat. So if you haven't already on your way out, just click that like button. It only takes a second, but it means a lot. And if you haven't already sub to the Toon Review channel, um, a fantastic channel. If you haven't watched it already, go and take a look at them and click a sub while you're here for us. Um, it means the world to both channels, um, and thank you for your amazing questions and contributions tonight. It was great um, to see that chat blowing up with so many different points of view.
0: Yeah, and, and get uh, get on to the the um, the tune review tomorrow. Too. I'm sure you, the lads are going to make the match a lot lot more interesting. Than it's actually going to be so. That's I might even <laughs> have it have it on in the background as well. Uh, so uh, yeah. And but it can't nice, be any worse uh, than the target to, to, to get us through the, the game. So Exactly. <laughs> right, that's really? it. I missed half the comments. There's so many comments coming in, uh, but we leave it there for tonight. Thanks, everyone, for who joined us. Uh, thanks thanks to the Tune Review and all, all the crew that, that came with us tonight. Thanks to Keith as well and, and for bringing the, the stats, of course. And uh, yeah, we, we might run that again. We'll see how it goes. Uh, but thanks, everyone. <laughs> Good night. So good good Have a I'm
5: Thank
3: you guys. Ow.